Hi, I'm Kat, marketer turned brand storyteller. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever. As CEOs and leaders, it's your job to always have the answers, but sometimes you need a little help. Leverage, if you will. We get it. This is the place for you. So wherever you're listening, 5.30 a.m. club at the gym, on your way to your next meeting, or putting out today's fire, let's get into it. In today's episode of Not Nice Clever, we are winding back the clock and breaking down how we launched our podcast, because I feel like a lot of people have come into our world more recently. They've seen us hit the 100 episodes. We're recording on a regular basis. We've got guests, all of these things celebrating what, 13, 14,000 downloads now, but you know how we're all about keeping it very, very real on this podcast. So we want to show you, pull back the curtain, what it was like, what led up to the launch of our podcast, how we did it, because it's probably not as hard as you think it is. (laughs) It is easy when you have a partner in crime, but that is today's episode. So Candice, where should we begin with the story of our podcast? I think that we should talk a little bit about like how we landed on a podcast. And so Kat and I knew that we wanted to start something, Mm -hmm. but we didn't quite know what it was. And so we're hosting a few like free webinars where we were talking about pretty much the things that we talk about on our podcast today. Yeah, And we just felt like it was feeling a little bit clunky. It was feeling a little bit kind of a lot of energy to get it going Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't quite right and Kat just randomly sent me a text message one day and was like hey do you want to start a podcast I was like yeah and like that literally was the beginning of our podcast I just said yes I didn't say oh my gosh but what's that gonna look like and what is every like what what's our goal and like I didn't set out any of those things at that point Mm -hmm. I was just like yes I'm in and we'll figure it out after this I guess and (laughs) and we just started like putting things in motion and the reason we want to make this episode today is because as Kat mentioned a lot of people have asked us like how to start a podcast like logistically Mm -hmm. but also a lot of people have asked us things like well, what would I even talk about if I started a podcast? So we know you're thinking about it Mm -hmm. and you know that you think it's something you're interested in, but maybe you're nervous because you don't know what to talk about on every episode Mm -hmm. and you're using that as the reason not to start. And so today's episode is really about just kind of encouraging you, letting you know that we didn't know everything. We still don't know everything about podcasting and we are going to just commit to continuously learning as you do in anything in your life. And so that's really what today's episode is about. But we just got started because we knew we wanted to share a message Mm -hmm. and we were trying it in webinar form, wasn't working. And we thought podcasting might be another place where we could share this message and feel less clunky because for a webinar, you have to invite people every single time to show up. Yeah. And on our podcast, we just post it and people seek us out and listen, which is great. And we love that. So it allows us more time to focus on our message and focus on the amazing guests that we're able to bring on and focus on other things because we're not, you know, inviting people to a webinar every single week or Mm -hmm. month or whatever it was. And I think that's one of the like earliest things that I realize as an advantage for us starting a podcast, because if you are listening and you're thinking about doing it, one of the reasons that it was really attractive for me is because like Candace mentioned with hosting webinars, like if you are hosting 
webinars to attract your ideal client right now. Like it's a lot, like you can have an SOP, but it's still a live exchange of your time and your energy for the potential of making money and doing business with those people who attend the webinar. What I love about the podcast is Candace and I are sitting here on a Friday afternoon and we're basically just recounting our story that's valuable to other people who are, you know, maybe 15 or 20 steps behind us in this one particular area we would be having this conversation anyway, because we do reflect on our growth when we're talking about planning, right, for the next year. But we're spending 20, 30 minutes recording it. We're going to give it to our producer. She's going to make us sound even smarter and maybe edit out some of the F-bombs or the ums or I don't knows. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. No, she'll leave the F-bombs and she knows us. We love you, Lily. And then she'll syndicate it across wherever you listen to audio. And we'll get over 100 people listening to this episode in the next several days after it goes live. And yet... People can listen to it when Candace is at Pilates. People can listen to it when I'm sleeping in because I'm not a morning person. People can listen to it if we're PMSing or we're sick or we're taking the day off. Like we're still having conversations with people in a leveraged way that just doesn't sacrifice our energy. And that is a super attractive thing about having a podcast for me. Yeah. And we've already seen people tell us things like they feel like they know us Mm -hmm. and they're so excited to work with us because of listening to our podcast. I literally had a client who said, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to work with you. I feel like I've known you for 10 years. I've like listened to every episode and I'm obsessed. I can't wait to like have one-on-one time with you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know this person. Like this sounds bad, but I'm not trying to make it sound bad. But (laughs) I, I did not know this person existed until I got a message that was like, I'm so excited to work with you. And I feel like I've known you for 10 years. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. I love that you feel like that. And it's all because of the podcast. And I think it's also allowing us to kind of work with the right people for us, because Mm -hmm. obviously our listeners, if they're coming back for more, they already know who we are. They know the vibe. They get that they're going to get an F-bomb. Actually, this is funny. I told you the story, Kat, but I haven't said it on the podcast. So at the end of my first session with that client, Mm -hmm. they were like, I have to tell you, Candace, I'm a little disappointed. And I was like, oh shit, like my heart dropped. Like, yeah. What? Like, this what? is a great session. Kind of build your brand, bro. Yeah. Like what's going on? Exactly. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then he was like, you didn't drop one F-bomb in this session. And I was like, oh, okay. I could do that. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that was hilarious because, you know, keeping me true to my brand. Yeah. But building relationships while I just get to talk to my friend Like, that's really cool. It is. And like, let's talk about like the technical aspect Mm -hmm. because Candice, this is episode 120 something, I think. We've never recorded an episode in the same city. No, I'm kind of bummed by that, to be honest. And I hope that changes in 2024. But we've recorded episodes in hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. I'm in a Regis office today because my internet was down in my building. So here I am recording. Sacrilege. I know. (laughs) I take my microphone, headphones, webcam with me pretty much on every flight I'm on Mm -hmm. because I never know when we're going to record. And I feel like that's a big barrier for a lot of people. Yeah. Like I don't have 10,000, 20,000, whatever it costs. Yeah. For a studio. Mm -hmm. Right. And you don't have to have that. Mm -mm. And I know people who record their podcasts on their phone. On Zoom, guys. On Zoom, Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that you should do that, but I'm just saying that a lot of times there are excuses being made that don't have to be barriers for you. So mm-hmm. I think Kat and I might have spent, I'm going to guess, $400 for our headphones, mm-hmm. our microphones, little stand, and a webcam Yeah, around there, right, each. 
So that was not like a huge investment. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have to like even spend this much if we didn't, if it wasn't in the budget. Right. There's other options, right? And so I just feel like if you're letting things hold you back, like location or you're letting things hold you back, like your equipment and like your current budget, mm-hmm. literally start with what you have. Yeah. Use Zoom, use your phone. You can put your little wired headphones in with a microphone and do that. Mm-hmm. That could work for now. Yeah. It's what's available to you. There's If you're firm in the vision that you want to launch a podcast, there are so many different ways that you can achieve that. Like Candace said, we had been talking about it for about a month or so, and we were lining up our technology. We did invest in a podcast launch coach that or producer that basically was like, hey, these are the 20 things to focus on. But honestly, like you can find all that knowledge online for free, right? Yep. You can totally Google like all the things you need to do to start your podcast. There's checklists that exist out there and you can do that. So it's just like there's always a budget version and then there's you the know, bougie an version. investment version. Yeah. And it doesn't doesn't matter where you are, but like just do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Kat and I knew that with our with both of our businesses and working with Sir Hans and just all the things that we're doing, we knew that the time wasn't going to be there for us to follow the checklist on our own. We needed right. someone to help. So we invested in the support. But you can absolutely go on YouTube and type in how to start a podcast and it will give you every checklist that you need, mm-hmm. every equipment, every piece of equipment that you need. And always remember that no matter what is being shared with you, there's always a version that's probably a little bit less money, right? Yes. So they might share with you the $300 mic or the $500 mic, but there's probably a $50 mic that would work, you know? Mm-hmm. It's literally when you are doing something that you want to do, like we were very firm. It was like an immediate like duh yes okay when we decided to launch a podcast guys we could have been filming on zoom with shitty laptop audio or or on our phones on the fly with background noise with piper just walked into the room as i'm recording this with piper (laughs) barking the background or sugar like kind of like you know wanting to to get your attention it wouldn't have made a difference on the impact because we're saying what we want to say we are doing what we're meant to be doing that shit goes through regardless of like the technology. The technology makes it a little bit better, but it isn't the thing that's special about what we're doing. Yep. I also have a client who wants to start a podcast and he's like, Candace, I bought all this stuff. And he's like pulling out boxes of equipment and lighting and all this like crazy things, like definitely thousands of dollars worth of equipment. He's like, I've had it for a year. And I've heard that story so many times where like I've had I have all this equipment and I just like haven't gotten started. I haven't pulled the trigger. And I feel like the most important thing for you is if you want to start a podcast is make the commitment and then just begin to take the steps that it takes, like get your first recording out sooner rather than later. I Mm -hmm. think we probably had our first recording out maybe one month after we got our like launch manager. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Because we lined it up. Something like that. It it was definitely within a couple of months, if not sooner. Yeah. And you know, another nice to have, but not required thing was having some imagery, right? We did a brand shoot, we leveraged the fact that we were going to be in the same city at the same time, because we were at an event. And we use those images for the cover art for our socials for our reels. But also another important thing to remember is that we also didn't start. We're still not on YouTube, by the way, guys, (laughs) we've done 120 plus episodes, we started with just audio, we weren't even recording ourselves on video, right? Some of our earlier guests, which we might have to have them back again. Yeah. We didn't even start with video, guys. Everybody's like video, Wait. video, video. Yeah. And I don't I don't recommend that, but like we just yeah. we are just starting <laughs> we just where did. Yeah, we yeah, exactly. We just start 
with what we could where we were mm-hmm. and you know Kat and I are traveling all the time and so it's not really feasible for us to be like in one city in one place with a studio and record every episode mm-hmm. I hope we get to a place like where we get to do that for yeah. some episodes but with our life and with our lifestyle and with the workshops that we host and the trainings that we do we're always somewhere mm-hmm. and so even if we had a studio we would still likely be recording on the fly wherever we happen to be for some episodes mm-hmm. and that is absolutely okay and I just want to address those type of things because if you're saying oh I travel too much to have a podcast like that's also not this a day thing. and age I just no. yeah this day <laughs> and age it's not and so I want to make sure that we're kind of hitting on all the common reasons why Mm -hmm. people aren't starting. And I also would highly recommend having a podcast partner. That was literally what I was going to say next. Yeah. I was like, I want to call out the people that are like, okay, Kat, okay, Candice, but you guys have each other. And I don't just want to hop on by myself. Cool. Find someone you vibe with or line up guests, leverage your community, leverage your network. You would be surprised how much people actually want to support you and hype you up. And if they don't, please refer to the prior episodes. It says about outgrowing your circles and maybe you need to cut a few people out of your life. (laughs) Definitely get a partner. It's fun. It's so much more fun. It's so much more dynamic. It's just nice to not to have to do something alone. I think if I wanted to truly do it, I would, but it's, it's better together. I think so too. Mm -hmm. I would for sure recommend getting a podcast partner if that makes sense for you. Mm Mm-hmm. So another thing that we really want to be fully honest and transparent about is that starting a podcast is the easy part. Launching is the easy part, actually. The more challenging, the more interesting part where you need to really be honest with yourself is maintaining the podcast and growing the podcast and building that community. It is a long-term play. If you see it out, the results are absolutely fucking incredible, but it's a long-term play. Like we've been doing this, what Candace, for over a year now, just over a year. Yeah. And it's not paying immediate quantitative ROI. It's helped boosting our authority. It's helped increasing people reaching out to us wanting to work with us. But yes, the notoriety that I think people are immediately seeking or like they think if they launch a podcast, everybody's going to immediately want to come and work with them and they're going to be like famous overnight like the Kardashians. That's not the guy. You don't grow a podcast in a silo. You grow it with a community and community takes time to build. But once you've built it, holy damn, is it an amazing asset and thing to have in your life and your business. Yep. So of course, you know, I went on Google and I was Oh, is that what you were typing just now? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I should have known. (laughs) I'm on Google and there's like improvepodcast.com and it says something like, what does it say? 69% of all podcasters who are making more than $50,000 per year have been podcasting for over 24 months. Having experienced podcasting for over 24 months significantly improves your chances of financial success. And so while Kat and I have seen financial returns as far as getting our own personal clients for our services Mm -hmm. we are not like making money per episode yet Mm -hmm. and I was also reading that like the big name podcasts that you know are likely started really monetizing in the big way after four to five years Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where that's at and so I think if you're thinking more along the terms of thought leadership and increasing the amount of opportunities that you have absolutely podcasting will do that for you Mm -hmm. but we're not like getting paid to hit record necessarily, not yet. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to call out because going back to like one of the reasons why I absolutely love this form of community building and this form of putting out thought leadership is that I could see this 
as a stream of income for us for setting me up for success in the things that I want to do in my life over the next four to five years. Like I want to have a kid. I want to move. would love to like get a lovely condo in the gas lamp, you know, right by you in San Diego. Right. Please. And so in order to do that, I'm like, okay, well let me plant the seeds now. Let's build this thing together and have fun with it. And who knows where it could take us, but it will, it's serving and can serve a future version of each of us of what we want and see for our lives. Right. Yep. And people, you have to get over the idea of like immediate gratification. Although I will tell you that Mm. I think I've said this before, but Dom was like, I don't know if right now is the right time to, to start a podcast. Cause like we're about to get married and I was going to move and there's just oh, like a lot of things that? that were going to happen. I didn't yeah. know that. He's like, oh, I don't know if okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought I told you. No. And he was like, I don't know if the, like right now is the right time. Like maybe we need to do X, Y, Z first, you know, like we're going to be spending money on this, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, yeah. And then I started the podcast anyways. And then within, <laughs> and then within six weeks, I had made all of my money back plus some because of getting clients from our, mm-hmm. our episodes. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, okay, babe, remember when you told me not to spend all that money? I, think, I don't know. I was like, I can't remember. Maybe $3,000. Yeah, a couple thousand. And I was like, yeah. And I was, like, I was like, I made six. And he was like, all right, you do you. Yeah. <laughs> Pro- proof is in the pudding. You cannot deny. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, so it was so quick too. Mm -hmm. So that was fun and funny. Yeah. It's, and I think that's an important thing. Like if you're looking at launching a podcast, whether you are thinking of doing it solo, like you're the CEO, the face of your company, the face of your brand, or you want to really kind of more crowdsource it with your team, highlight different team members, have that dynamic. I think that's really interesting. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be the same partner every time. You could make it more of a part of your culture, honestly, in highlighting different team members, discussing things, who knows. But it really is something that accelerates the other areas of your business in a very invisible way, but a very strong and impactful way. Like people wanting to work with you design-wise, people coming to me saying like, can I hire you for this? Can you do this speaking engagement? Can you coach me directly? Like they just, they come to you, but you have to have those services in place. Like the podcast is that means to building community so that strengthens and solidifies your authority. Doesn't happen overnight. But it does support your other services until eventually it's a thing in a business that can live and breathe on its own, which is what Candace and I are are definitely working toward. And one thing that kind of helped too is I became part of a podcast Facebook group mm. where it's just like a bunch of podcasters. Yeah. And so then they were sharing ideas and different ways of planning your episodes or like, I think I got the rapid fire questions from someone in there. I was like, oh, they do oh, these cool. rapid fire questions. Like, let's try something like that. We, we wrote our own, but we had like a jumping off point, which is always great to just not start with a blank page, right? Mm-hmm. So that and then adding our mini episodes in that was from the Facebook group. But just being part of groups where other people are doing the things you want to do so you can learn from one another, mm-hmm. I think is so powerful. And that's something that we did early on too. Yeah. And I think the other thing too that I really like about it, and we had this conversation a couple months ago where we were reevaluating who is this podcast for and who are we trying to help and how are we trying to help them? Because we've grown a lot just in the two years that we've known each other. Will was telling me the other night, he's like, he's like, I hope you realize like how he's like, you speak differently, you walk differently. He's like, the conversations that you're having are insane. Like, it's so cool to watch. And I was like, oh, it's like, thanks, boo. Thank you for seeing me. Love that. But our positioning evolved too, right? 
like when we first started mm-hmm. out, who we work with, yeah, who we worked with, it was those who were just starting out in their entrepreneurial journey. And now we've made the intentional decision that yes, the content we put out is still valuable to them. It can give them something to work toward, but that we do want to start working with, and we already are actually working with more established entrepreneurs, the ones that are struggling with leverage, with burnout, with scale, because through the podcast, we've learned the power of leverage even more so than we already knew it before. And we're like, there's another way. Let's help you. Yeah. And it's also, I think, allowed us to consistently hone our message. So now Mm. when I'm on stage or when I'm leading a workshop, my message is so much, it's so much easier. Yeah. To plan it because how many episodes are we recording a week? Probably at least three or four every week. Mm -hmm. And so I have this opportunity to just continue to speak and continue to learn about how to hone my message, see what's hitting. I'm basically like trying out things on my podcast and then people message us and we're like, oh, I guess that was a good topic because they liked that or people shared this episode a lot or Mm -hmm. um, it's giving me data on what's working and what's not. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a great way to get more comfortable speaking. Mm -hmm. It's also an opportunity for me to watch things back and be like, ooh, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't like the way I sounded here. I don't like what I said there. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I don't put it out. It's out there in the world, but I'm learning how to improve with time. Always. I think that that was probably another benefit of starting a podcast that I didn't realize we were going to have like me neither leading workshops speaking on stages now like I plan I probably put the most planning into slides like if I am giving a keynote or whatnot because I want the visuals to align with what I'm saying but I have a couple bullet points and like the slides are my anchors and I'm able to just speak very succinctly. I'm like, okay, cool. This slide, this is the one thing I need to get across and here are the few examples of the stories that I need to like demonstrate what I want them to understand. And then with one-on-one clients, it's also cool to just like have a library of our content. So mm-hmm. I can be like, oh, you're struggling with imposter syndrome. Listen to this episode and we'll talk about it next yeah, week. Yeah, right? exactly. And so you have that whole library of content to be able to pull from to support the coaching that we're already doing. Mm-hmm. You know, additionally too, this is something that is newer and I've shared it with you, Candice, but I taught a masterclass back in August called Leather Jacket Energy and it was a 90 minute masterclass. So it's 90 minutes of my time. It was like how we mentioned we started doing those webinars before we had Not Nice Clever. And I went to our producer, I had her cut it up into tailored audios on a private podcast feed and it's packaged and it is now available for sale and people can buy it. And I'm able to monetize and make money off of doing it once, but in the form of literally private podcast feed, like the ability, think about it. Everybody who's listening here right now, they feel like I'm talking directly to you in your ear. You feel like Candace is talking directly to you in your ear. Yeah, we're in the car with you. We're, we're at the, the gym, whatever. Yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah. We're, we're making, making dinner, dinner. <laughs> or ordering Uber mm-hmm. Eats if you're me and I've left to my own devices because <laughs> I'm, I'm not allowed to cook in our house because I can't season ramen properly. But it's just such a powerful form of connection, connection with yourself, connection with other people. It's honestly probably, aside from going live on Instagram, you know how much I love doing that probably one of my favorite forms of content creation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. And I think, I mean, live also helps you hone your message. It's very similar. Mm -hmm. I think podcasting and going live. Yeah. All about amplifying, y'all. 
It is. So if you have been thinking about starting your podcast, we'd say just go for it already. There's no time like the present. You will likely regret not starting sooner. Mm -hmm. I know I wish we started sooner. Yeah. But I love that I said yes when you asked. And here we are at about, I don't even know, 100, maybe this is going to be like about 120 episodes in and we are going to keep going. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you on and we hope you start your podcast. Send it to us when you do. We'll listen. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice Clever. Remember to follow Not Nice Clever wherever you listen to audio. And if you haven't already, drop that five-star review. Share your takeaways. Tell us your story. We love to hear it. Signing off, you're not so nice, but oh so clever besties that mean business. See you soon.